0: This is the 911 Calls
1: Podcast with the operator and his deputy staff sergeant, Jack Luna. What's the
0: problem? I need somebody, I need the police. What happened? I don't
1: know. Como Esteban, Luna? See. See, Sorry, I caught you mid drag there. Sorry about that. Mid dragging
2: somebody's mother's corpse into a garbage bin in my garage.
1: Should have been more respectful of your privacy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I did a dumb thing.
2: What'd you do? Had Kent on the podcast.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: I already said it on the uncut, uh, but man, I'm He's he's. He's so good.
1: He's so. It was. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know if we said it on the public, but but you you said, and I want to clarify. (laughs) Jack said we should have him on every month or so. Yeah. And I said I'm glad you said that (laughs) because if I said it, it'd sound like I'm you know. Trying to get rid of me. Over assuming my ability to. (laughs) <laughs> tell tell people where they can go and that's not the case at all so um, um
2: the more kent the better man and people need to know about that guy and and uh, get over to that true crime kent podcast as well it, it's it's cool to bleed it all together and and make people more aware of him it, it was like you've already said in the uncut it was cool to see him like in the uh passenger seat and see what he was capable of there
1: yeah he's so quick yeah. he's so quick it's hilarious um Oh, you know what? And I'm going to I'm going to throw another thing. Uh everybody's always proud of the fact when when Jack gets a new title. But just so you guys know, um Jack could give himself a title and he's just very he's very patient with me and allows me to give him a title. Jack could literally come to me and be like, "Uh oh. You know what? Uh, this whole title thing? Nah, it's not happening anymore. Unless you want to call me like the Godcaster or something. Yeah, that's God-caster. my new name. Op, my new name's Godcaster. And I'd be like, okay, all right, you know, no problem. So just so you know, that's the kind of weight Jack throws around this this office. <laughs> I'm surprised someone hasn't
2: taken the Godcaster yet.
1: Seriously, I got to see if that's even available. Godcaster.com. Oh, Godcaster's taken, never mind. But GoDaddy says they could try to get it for, for me through a brokerage deal for ninety nine dollars. Nah. Anyway. <clears throat> Tracy and I were talking the other day and we were talking about like terrible collections and people that die in their home. And even when people go in and try to like dig through the garbage in their home, they don't find them until like day three of clearing out the garbage, you know, hoarders, that kind of a thing. Sure. And we're like, these these people are a spectacle, whether it's collections, like shameless collections, like too many shoes or baseball cards or whatever, or a home full of so much food and garbage that your cat ate you two weeks ago and nobody knew it. And she's like, we really should start like a Facebook group on that. And I was like, say no more. And so I took like 10 minutes and started a group on Facebook called Hoarders Unite. (laughs) (laughs) So. If you've got shameless collections or um, or uh, also a new feature that Facebook implemented that we implemented on that group is you can ask for prayers now. So if you're trying to get out of being a hoarder, come post on the Hoarders Unite page and ask for prayers. We'll pray for you. Okay. Or, And as soon as Facebook allows us to add the curse option instead of prayer option, we'll add that too. So, you know. Wow. Anyway.
2: I can't wait I to say. check that group out. And are you serious? You could do a prayer
1: for somebody on Facebook now? I actually added it to our, to the 911 calls Facebook group. Um, and a couple of people have used it. You can like, when you go to post, it's, it says ask for prayers or, it, you know, at the bottom where it's like, add to your post. And it's like, you can add pictures or video or ask, take a poll or whatever. Yeah. It's one of those options. And it's like the icon's just like two praying hands, you know? So yeah. <laughs>
2: I just want to respond to that with an eggplant emoji every time. Poink.
1: <laughs> yeah. Spurt. Yeah. It just seems to me that like, we all know Facebook's evil. If Facebook, imp- you tell me, if Facebook's evil and they implement a feature which allows you to ask for prayers, what is Facebook going for? I don't know.
2: What do you think? I mean, I, I know that Facebook just is pandering wherever that they can just to stay afloat and just trying to please everybody all at once. But what do
1: you think? It seems to me like in their database, uh, you know, there's a folder now that says conservatives. Because <laughs> right. if you enable that or ask for prayers or anything, you know, it just seems like they're like, mm-hmm. how could we, what dumb thing could we do that all conservatives would be suckers for? I know.
2: Right. Yeah. We, and can't, the- we can't use a gun or a con- Confederate flag or. You
1: can't uh, use them. <laughs> Trump's, Trump's orange face would be too much, too much. Yeah. Uh It's pretty funny, yeah. But uh, hey, I do have a question for you. Sure. Hey, Luna. Hey, man. Hey, hey, have you ever used the Geek Squad or any kind of like a delivery service to deliver or set up or like fix or accentuate your home in any way? No, no. I,
2: I, I've said multiple times. I live in like the 1970s where I live. It's way (laughs) back in time. I've never. I can't even order a pizza. I've never once used one of those delivery services for food. You know, the last time I called a place to bring me food was back in 2009 ordering a pizza
1: wait you you don't even order pizzas to your door
2: no i can't That's, that service is not available where i
1: live are you kidding me no this is a business opportunity jack we should be making a pizza place in your town
2: <laughs> when i <laughs> yeah right. when i went to um new orleans to meet with mike bidet for the first time i had to get them to order me an uber because i was too freaked out by the whole process i just just like, i'll get a cab what do you mean i gotta call like a stranger to come like yeah yeah it's a normal thing i'm like you guys do it i don't
1: wow i'm
2: out of my element i'm like uh like encino man
1: yeah yeah it's like they just unfroze you and you're like so what's what yeah. <laughs> about everything? What's going on?
2: Oh my gosh. I remember the first time I was, went to visit home and they ordered Taco Bell to the door. I was like, what kind of magic is this?
1: You really do live in the seventies. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to come. I'm going to impress you with all the things. I'm going to like show you my phone. I'm going to show you how it works. It lights up that, uh, you know, we can talk over them and stuff. It's crazy. (laughs) Hey, hey, did you know that they also, they have zippers and snaps on, on clothing now? They don't just have, you you don't have to just tie a piece of wood to seal, to close the garment. (laughs)
2: It's crazy. It's another thing I want to know about. I've been wearing pajama pants for the last 10 years as well. (laughs) And a sweater with no t-shirt underneath. That's my thing lately.
1: I can just hear it. You go like buy your kids school clothes with your lady. You know, you go to the big city, you get a bunch of school clothes. She's like, hey, hey, Jack, you should look at these pants. These are pretty nice jeans. You don't own any, you know, get these. And back home, everybody's sitting there watching TV. You're in the bathroom. All of a sudden, an echoey voice from the bathroom says,
0: Wait, look at this. A zipper.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm stuck.
1: Man. Oh, shit. <laughs> God, that hurts. <laughs> There's no instructions on this opening or anything. I'm
2: Reversing it, it just... makes it
1: worse. Oh, it up. <laughs> it's my vasectomy. I'm bleeding yeah. out. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's interesting, though, when we talk about some of these delivery services, or like Geek Squad, is a big one in in the United States because of uh, Best Buy is a big box electronics store, and there's other ones like Sears has delivery men, and mm-hmm. uh, you know all of these big places you could order something from. They're like, well, we'll deliver it deliver it to your door for fifty bucks, or you know, they'll be like, we'll install that washer and dryer for you know another fifty bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, they're just bolting it onto some bill you're either paying payments on or it's nominal, you know, so Mm -hmm. a lot of people take advantage of it. But it's interesting when we start looking into it that many of the large repair companies, when when we start looking at them, how they do their delivery people, actually, in addition to that. To big box stores where, you you know, we've seen the big truck in our neighborhood or something, you know, the furniture store down the road is showing up in our neighborhood and they're offloading a couch and two guys, you know, with really strong muscles are walking it into the house or whatever. Yeah, I oh,
2: love it when that happens, man.
1: <laughs> it's like an adult film waiting to kick off. You're like, what's happening over there? When did we start letting Pornhub, t- you know, rent our houses? Yeah. Where do I sign up?
2: Yeah, that's why there's so many like uh, tongue marks on my my window, <laughs> my bay window. Only <laughs> action I get all freaking week.
1: I didn't know this, but there's an app that mm-hmm. is sort of like uh, it's like the Uber for outsourced labor. It's called TaskRabbit. Um, my neighbor, who is an electrical genius, signed up to be a tasker as they're called uh once he signed up for the app, he immediately started seeing tasks pop up on the app that people needed done around him on the map mm-hmm. uh, so he he put himself into a new a few different task categories like general installation right and um the first task that he accepted was a guy in downtown near here who had bought a bunch of furniture and desks from Amazon and stuff, and and he needed to get it set up. So he said it was cool. He showed up putting together a desk and a few other items for this guy who turned out to be some like genius chip designer uh, whose time was obviously more valuable than installing his own desks and furniture. (laughs) So he had somebody else do that task. Neighbor sets his hourly price. Guy accepts the price. He goes and does some stuff. Four hours later... My neighbor has made $100 for putting together a desk and, you know, a couple of random pieces of furniture. Wow.
2: You can get real lazy with that. So you could just call up a guy and be like, hey, uh, can you put gas in my lawnmower?
1: Totally, dude. Wow. You could be like, could you come over and put my pants on? <laughs> <laughs> and somebody's going to pick up that Uber, that Task Rabbit, and come over, and you'll be pants full before you know it.
2: <laughs> can you unzip this? zipper thing for my penis. I'm stuck in a washroom, (laughs) 28th Street.
1: And bring Band-Aids. I think it's kind of a cool evolution. I can see this being a huge thing for both ends. You know, people needing things done and people doing the dunning. You know, I can Mm. see how this kind of service will need to have a layer of security built into it. And they do. Like uh, TaskRabbit. Off the bat, taskers have to have a background check performed before they can start taking any kind of tasks or anything. So that's cool. I'm I'm sure that similar to Uber, though, we're bound to start hearing about crazy encounters occurring. I guess anytime you build an app that brings people together, you're bound to have some unnatural unintended happening, you know, like Tinder. It's a dating app. And now there's whole YouTube pages of terrible Tinder experiences. And there's a guy on Uber, uh, Uber guy who has a YouTube channel, that's just about his, te- his worst Uber experiences as a driver. And he's like millions of followers. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Back to the tried and true big box stores and who they're sending to your house. It is a very top-down model. Take Best Buy, for example. Best Buy they have their geek squad, and this is the kind of the super nerds that drive the geek squad cars and they drive them around. And you, you see them around town. And they're always headed somewhere to do something. But they also will outsource to local repair shops to ensure availability of repairmen. They've only got so many geek squad geeks in the in house. If they get more repair calls, they got to be able to service those somehow. So they'll outsource to local repair shops. So is it secure though? Uh, Here's basically how it breaks down. Best Buy and other places that offer home services, obviously, they're going to do background checks on any employee that might be tasked with entering a customer's home. They don't really care about you as much. They simply don't want to get sued because the incel that they just sent to your house to fix your router accidentally amuses himself While itching his crotch and then has overwhelming emotions and ends up trying to act out a scene from the 2019 anime classic domestic girlfriend in your living room. Uh, They're just trying to avoid liability. It just
2: sounds like our town handyman. (laughs) He also works at the dump and he runs a service called 10 to 2 because that's when he's available between 10 and 2.
1: Wow. So. If you get Best Buy to come to your house, you're pretty much covered. You're going to get someone that at least doesn't have a criminal record yet. (laughs) But Best Buy chooses other businesses to do deliveries also, installations, repairs. And from there, the paper trail for vetting the delivery repairman begins getting a little less definitive. Naturally, any contracted repair place is going to nod their head and say that they do background checks on every repairman that they hire. And I have to believe that many do, but do they all? I'm not trying to stir fear here. I'm just saying that if I am a local repair shop and I'm stacked to the eyelids in repairs or installation requests, and I'm trying to keep a business afloat during the great resigning that we seem to be experiencing right now, I might just be willing to fast-track anybody. Who shows enough skill to wrestle a washing machine or dominate a network domain? Right. I'm gonna do the bare minimum, most likely. Gots to get the work done. Mm-hmm. The problem,
2: too. <sighs> the problem, too, with with uh, vetting these kind of guys <clears throat> is that uh, maybe they just haven't committed that first crime yet.
1: Yeah, right. It just hasn't presented itself. It's the problem with anything. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. All the all the famous names you know, they all started somewhere. <laughs> yes,
2: they did. <laughs> right? Like uh, the Missoula mauler, look him up, Wayne Nance. He used to deliver furniture and he'd case the joint. He had blueprints of houses and then he'd come in and do his thing
1: later on. Got to start somewhere. So, mm-hmm. But like we said, we're not, we're not trying to freak know, anybody out. Freak anybody out yet. <laughs> Personally, though, I always make sure to walk any home repair guy. Past my gun safe, and I initiate conversations about what I do for a living, about true crime podcasting. And I always end it with something like, yeah, Did you know that if you bury a body and then put rat poison on top of the corpse before covering it up, cadaver dogs can't smell it? Well, who has that much rat poison just sitting around? I do, Larry. <laughs> I do. Fun facts to know and share, Larry, right? So, how's that network address table config coming? <laughs> okay hey, yeah that's usually you know how i do it no i, I, I always
2: hit on the guys <laughs> I just, like a mental, my girls are always like why like you're not gay like why are you making these guys think that you're gay i'm like i don't know i feel like it makes them feel more comfortable like smack wow. them on the ass and offer them lemonade and you know walk around with your pants off i'm like yeah it's funny she's like
1: it's awkward <laughs> i can just see it like he's under the desk fixing something <laughs> Your lady and you are both in the room. You're all three having some kind of useless conversation about the weather. You all guffaw mildly about something. Your girl leaves the room, and then you say something like, (coughs) and now that she's gone. um,
2: (laughs) So uh, what are you guys into? (laughs) I I had a guy one time, he said, you guys got uh, measuring tape? And I was like, yeah, 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 let me look for it. And I was taking so long looking for it because I couldn't I couldn't find one. I don't think that we have one. I'm not the handiest guy. So I came back with a jug of milk and handed him a jug <laughs> of milk. He's like, what's what? this? I'm like, it's a joke. No. He's like, oh. <laughs> and my lady was like, that's not a funny joke. You're just, that's just weird. And he's going to tell people that we live in the weird house where the guy offers jugs of milk when they ask him for a tape measure.
1: I'm going to do that the next time when they come in and they're like, "Hey, do you have a tape measure by any chance?" I'll be like, "You know, I don't, but could we measure whatever you need to measure in 3-inch increments? Could <laughs> we do cuz I I could help you then. I could I could if you give me a minute to straighten myself out, we could do that." All right, well today we get to go along for the ride to Boca Raton, Florida on August 19th, 2019 where Evelyn evie udell lives and she's getting her new washer and dryer that she bought from best buy installed uh things don't go quite as planned though this one has all of the elements of a classic whodunit for about three seconds and then we know exactly who done it and what done it they did it but not exactly why done it they had done it if that makes sense yeah you know, I write those things, and I'm like, "That is brilliant! I can't wait to say that." And then I say it, and it. Let ah, me run that you know, back. It takes a comedian to really roll those things out, and sometimes I just don't feel like I got that com- comedic panache you need. Yeah, for-
2: you got it. You just got the wrong straight man. I'm just like freezing and looking around the room for a piss jug, so I'm not quite <laughs> paying attention. I'm sure the audience is rolling over with laughter.
1: I I read Who Done It? What Done It? They did it, but not exactly why done it. They had done it. And then I look at your eyes and you're like, wouldn't have done that. (laughs) I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? Uh, I'm not ready for this call, but are you ready for me to press play?
2: I'm excited for this one. Yes, I'm ready. Okay.
1: All right. Here we go. 911. What's the
0: location of your emergency?
1: Yes.
0: Repeat the address. What subdivision are you in?
3: This is uh okay, what's home?
0: Right. What subdivision
3: four, three, is that? Four. Which one? A, this is uh, This is
0: Okay. Is this in what subdivision? What subdivision?
3: I'm sorry, I'm not speak English very well. How do I talk to here, please? Very bad.
0: What's the problem?
3: I need, I need somebody, I need the police
0: What happened? I don't know. Are you hurt?
3: No, somebody
0: hurt. Somebody what? What? I need to know what's wrong. I
3: don't know. I was. I did the delivery, I working and did the delivery for this house. Yes? I'm um, going I hear a lot of a little a lot of screaming inside when I go inside I saw so the the lady on the floor.
0: Okay, so did something happen to you? Because you? 'Cause you're crying. Mm-hmm. I don't understand.
3: Yeah. I am what do you think I see somebody in the floor, or start laughing or something like that?
0: Sir, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs>
3: yeah, but I uh, somebody I'm, <laughs>
0: So you need paramedics, not the police. That's why I'm trying to figure it out.
3: Yeah, both, 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 paramedics.
0: And they're breathing, though, right?
3: I don't know. i to talk to
0: Okay. Did you go in? You did not go inside, right?
3: No. Yeah, I was working inside.
0: Oh, you were oh. working inside. Okay, let me get a translator on the line. I have help on the way. Stay on the line.
3: Welcome to the Voyant Interpreter Network. Please Stand enter your PIN. Hello? Please select the language you need. For Spanish, press 1. For Asian, okay. you selected Spanish. You will be connected to the next available interpreter. Good morning, my name is Lisa and I'll be your Spanish interpreter three four eight six nine five. How can I help you? Hi, could you just ask
0: this gentleman to verify the address we need help at?
3: Okay, me puede verificar la dirección donde necesita la ayuda. Okay. Ask him exactly what happened, please. Dí- dígame exactamente qué fue lo que pasó por favor ok no, yo estoy trabajo haciendo un delivery entonces eh, hice una instalación de Washland dryer y tengo mi compañero entonces cuando fui a que me llamaron de trabajo salgo afuera siento la, la gritando gritando pero que yo trato de entrar para adentro y no y está la puerta cerrada y cuando él sale fue, voy a la señora tirando el piso no sé si tuvo una discusión con Okay, un momento. Well, I was working on doing the deliveries. I was installing a washer and a dryer and I was with my partner. Um, when I, I heard some yelling inside, when I went to go inside. Okay, hold on a second. Where is his partner? Un right momento. I'm sorry, what was that?
0: Where is his partner that hit her now?
3: ¿Dónde está el compañero no sé. suyo, el que le pegó a la señora? No, 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 no sé, está adentro de acá. No sé, creo que está dentro de la, la casa. The Dígame, señor.
0: ¿Dígame?
3: ¿Usted sabe con qué su compañero le pegó a la señora? No, si afuera, oh. para afuera, a verlo. Yo no sé lo que pasó. Really sure Se podría e- e- No, no más. Me... No, no. y... uh, outside. Okay, so he's the... outside. He only opened the door and saw the lady. Okay, and the
0: co-worker has not come back outside yet.
3: ¿Y su compañero no ha salido de nuevo? No. Okay. Señor, su compañero salió o usted no sabe? No. It's cutting off. It's cutting off. I'm sorry. Señor, se está cortando la comunicación. usted sabe si su compañero salió o no. I hear him speaking with someone. Okay, mm-hmm. hold on Señora está bien. Can you make out what they're saying? No. Señora está bien. ¿Sí? ¿Está dónde? la Okay, pero usted está bien. Ok, he... Okay, is con su compañero or no, lo ve? no se está escapando. Se está escapando okay he's escaping the partner is escaping he's inside the 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 gentleman that is calling the caller he's inside the company's truck and he's seeing his um partner that is escaping
0: in what direction is he
3: leaving okay
1: okay, cutting in here a little bit during the uh translation part yeah. of the does not the, sound bueno no no bueno, no bueno all I'm wondering is por
2: qué? <laughs> mm, I
1: love pork. <laughs>
2: I was surprised, uh, <clears throat> like, I didn't hear him say that he uh, speaks Spanish, that she went directly to this. I, I'm also uh, amazed that they have that service. I'm not amazed. I, I shouldn't be surprised, but it's cool to hear that they have this service. But initially, I wasn't convinced that that, was, that could definitely be the language that he was needing her to choose. Did he mention that he speaks Spanish?
1: He didn't. Um. I am guessing this, and I'm only guessing this because I just Googled it. I don't want anybody to think I think I'm smart. (laughs) I just Googled, what do they speak in Cuba? Because they're in Boca Raton. Oh, sorry. Uh, Right. Cuba's not that far away. So, you know, whether it's Puerto Rico or Cuba or any of the kind of those influences, it's likely. Yeah. That Spanish is kind of the, uh, uh, how shall I say it in Spanish, language du jour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, All right. That
2: makes that more was, sense now.
1: That was French, by oh, the way. Oh, was it?
2: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you Canuck. did you learn that in school?
2: <laughs> I made a point of not listening.
1: Good. Good. You show Trudeau. You show him. You show him how much, how little you learned back then. I learned a
2: little bit. I knew how to like, has to go to the washroom, uh, and that was about it. There you go. The only thing I learned in class is that a friend of mine, he, he walked in with new Doc Martens, and the teacher asked him about his boots in French. And he's like, what? And she's like, nice. You need to work those boots in. And he goes, I'll work a bit on your face. <laughs> and then he got kicked out of school for three days.
1: Did he Did he say it in French?
2: No. He said ah. it in plain English.
1: That's why. Yeah. <laughs> that was my <laughs> only French, been...
2: my, my, my main experience with uh, French and french class anyways uh i wanted to guess what's going on here
1: yeah what do you think
2: without knowing uh it, it to me like he's crying and all that it sounds because of uh what you spoke about leading up to this that they were working on something inside maybe the customer pissed him off and his friend did something horrible to the customer would be my guess
1: okay i i like where you're going with it i'm gonna give you a little bit of backstory just while we're paused here sure Evelyn Evie Udell. Uh, do you think maybe Evelyn Evie Udell? You know the MMA fighter Chuck Liddell? Yeah,
2: <laughs> the Iceman.
1: Yeah, the last names are pretty similar, huh?
2: Uh-huh, so what are you Udell, saying? Udell,
1: Liddell, Udell, Liddell. Hmm. So maybe she's the one that Hit the
2: ground and pound. Oh, okay, all right. Now we're getting somewhere. No. Uh, I wish I knew some more Spanish so I could say see, <laughs> see. Si, si. si, all I know is si. uh
1: Well, uh I'm trying to throw you off because Evelyn is not related to Evelyn Udell is not related to Chuck Liddell. Oh man. So it's trying to throw you off there.
2: Yeah.
1: <sighs> you know, the more to... we do this show, the more I realize I'm not good at it. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. I'm really bad at it. How do we have an audience anyway? How is it possible? We've tried so hard to ruin this thing. <laughs> oh, man.
2: I try to prepare myself these days. Uh, like, I'll, I'll read a little bit of the script or whatever. And I gave up on that real quick, especially on this one. I was like, you know, we'll let it play out. But, man.
1: Uh, how, how how do I write the scripts and still come unprepared?
2: <laughs> you know, you know. I don't mean this to sound like I don't care about the podcast, or because I do care about this podcast. But I could not tell you when someone brings up something that happened on a past episode, for whatever reason, with nine hundred and eleven calls podcast, it completely leaves my mind, episode yeah. to episode.
1: I just put the one out with Kent, the plus episode, because Kent did a. One of our f- free episodes, right? Mm. The last free episode. And also the last 911 calls. Plus, plus, plus episode. He did both. On the plus episode, we did this thing where he and I pretended like I was a a female dispatcher from Texas. And he was a lady from Texas calling about something that happened. Mm-hmm. And we did this whole 911, mock 911 call. Right. Um, the comments start rolling in on social media and on um patreon and they're like the birds the birds and people are like i know the birds and i'm like what are they talking about i forgot that quick that i added birds in the background like to make it sound like he was you know on a phone in a backyard i forgot that quick it was the most literally the episode i dropped yesterday and i forgot yeah yeah yeah.
2: i forget what's going on in this call right now but it's easy to forget (laughs) when you don't know understand the language right
1: yeah well, let's get back to it, and then I, I'll Claire, I'll uh, bring you up to speed All right. on Spanish, French, and what happened on this call. Okay. Okay, here we go.
3: Okay, so he's in front of the house. The, the partner is inside the truck, and he's trying to turn on the truck, but he doesn't know how to turn on the truck because he doesn't know how to drive. Okay, he so he's ask, still in front of the house. Okay,
0: so he's in front of the house in the truck, but he can't get it started. Did the caller ask him what happened to the lady? <laughs>
3: Señor, usted le llegó a preguntar a su compañero qué fue lo que pasó. Okay, he's speaking with someone. Hold on. Señor? I can't Dígame, ¿qué está pasando? Señor, dígame, ¿qué está pasando? Senor, ¿qué está pasando? Senor, necesito que me dejes saber qué está pasando, por favor. Okay,
0: interpreter, my fire rescue's on scene there. I'm just trying to see if we can
3: figure out what's going on. Okay. All right. Sí, señora, estoy aquí. ¿Qué está pasando? No. Okay. Did you I happen to hear what he was
0: saying in Spanish to the other guy?
3: It, it was just something about um, to stop the truck or something like that. Okay. In, in that kind of way. They were talking about the truck. I hear somebody in the background, out of noise. know if the help already yeah, it's there. probably
0: for a rescue.
3: She's speaking with somebody. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right, interpreter. Thank you
3: very
1: yeah, much. I'll let he's you with know. Someone. Okay, so okay. Best Buy, the big box store, Yeah. hired a company called J.B. Hunt Transport Services, to deliver the washer and dryer that Evie had ordered and the Arkansas based company entrusted XM delivery of Miami with the job. So this is now three levels deep. Like JB, uh, Best Buy has no idea who's going out on this job. And in this case, it wasn't even JB Hunt who they were aware of. JB Hunt passed the buck down to XM delivery of Miami. So, like I was saying, you know, you lose it really quick as far as the paper trail on, on who's, who's in your home. Right. David Gonzalez drove the subcontractor's truck to the Boca Raton home of the 75-year-old retired librarian, Evelyn Evie Smith-Udell is her whole name. Right. She welcomed him in, and his 21-year-old partner, Jorge Lachazo. Gonzalez told detectives he walked outside to make a phone call during the install. Lachazo remained inside of the home to speak with the victim about the new appliance, although he knew nothing about the equipment they had just installed. Now, here is your washing machine. And I think, yes, this, it says here in the manual, this is your drying machine. (laughs) To turn them on.
2: Manuel comes walking over. What?
1: What? Hey, what? Okay,
2: okay, let's take it easy.
1: To turn them on, you take a big mallet and after hearing screams from the house, Gonzalez enters the home and saw blood and the victim on the floor Mm -hmm. on fire. Wow, that's a lot. He ran back outside to call 911 from the home. I need somebody. Gonzalez can be heard on the call. I need the police here. Wow, oh, I hate doing people's accents. It's so, it feels so wrong. You oh, didn't do a good job, so don't worry about it. Okay, good. <laughs> Gonzalez was crying hysterically. He begged the dispatcher to send help. The dispatcher decided to summon a translator. That we heard. I also um, thought it was interesting how the translator's name on the call was translator. Yeah, like, thank you, that makes translator. Sense. Yeah, it's efficient, right? It's like, you know, you don't want to get too many names involved. Like, who, who's Susan? Why, who are you thanking? What's Susan doing? No, it's translator. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. He begs for help. She gets the translator. Lachazo, who was born in Cuba and lived in Jalea, walked out of the house. There was an insult in Spanish between him and Gonzalez, and he fled the scene. When police arrived, they found Evie. In her laundry room, her clothes were still on fire. Jeez. Police then caught up to Lachazo about three miles away on Glades Road, and he too had suffered burns and was treated at Boca Raton Regional Hospital. He appeared in Palm Beach County Court the next day. Mm -hmm. Detectives said that Lachazo told them that he had struck her in the head with a wooden mallet and doused her with acetone that he found in the garage. Detectives believe he set her clothes on fire. You think? But here's my question is, how long was Gonzalez gone? Right. Bless his heart, because he definitely sounds like he was like totally affected by this. But he had enough time to bludgeon her and then go to the garage and find a flammable liquid, come back in and light her on fire? Evie suffered severe head trauma bleeding in her brain, and second and third degree burns. And she was unfortunately pronounced dead at Del Rey Medical Center the day after. Oh, man. Jorge Lachazo was charged with first degree murder in August of 2019. And like the rest of the world, his court date seemed to have ground to a halt because of, uh, can we not have one episode where we don't bring up COVID? Mm. But that's the case. Well. Oh what's happening i mean
2: this guy did a oh, okay i guess you're going to explain why he did this i mean yeah
1: yeah yeah he did look, he had been to the dance prom with the law before uh this wasn't his first rodeo hmm. he cut his teeth on crime before he was born into crime at night but it wasn't last night <laughs> uh okay. lachazo Earlier, previous to this, Lachazo had stolen a Samsung cell phone that a customer had forgotten at this store called Downstairs, which was a convenience store less than a mile from where he lived at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, He found the phone on a container. He covered it with a blank lottery ticket that he found and looked around to see if anyone saw him. He waited briefly near the counter, picked up both the ticket and the phone, and then he left the store. A Miami Springs detective watched the video surveillance camera footage, saved a surveillance image of Lachazo, describing him in a police report as pretty recognizable. He was pretty recognizable because he was 19, had a blue cast on his arm, and was six foot one and weighed 140 pounds. So, oh, yeah. how, how much do you weigh?
2: Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <clears throat> okay. <laughs>
1: I, I, usually
2: I weigh about 185, but currently. And my kids are laughing at me a lot at uh, 213 pounds.
1: Really, man?
2: Oh, man. It's all. Uh, it's, it's just. Baby weight. It's this COVID, you know?
1: Yeah, it's COVID. <laughs> we'll blame it on that. Just COVID in those fat cells. That's all. That's all. <laughs> oh, man. Well, they should have. Cl- I wish they had to close the liquor stores. I'm nervously uh, trying to lose weight so that I look really good for Baraboo. Just in case I have to, like, wear, you know song or something don't bother okay fine i won't i know i
2: noticed <laughs> that you uh, got us a place that did not have a hot tub so we don't have to look at each other with our shirts off and i appreciate Oh, it. i would have worn a
1: shirt into the hot tub anyway <laughs> <clears throat> i would have been pantsless but i was i would have worn a shirt
2: yeah well anyways back to this horrific uh, murder
1: uh yes yeah, so uh so he he stood out blue right. cast on his arm Yeah. Pretty skinny dude too, six foot one, one hundred and forty. That's yeah, that's, uh, that's flyweight, skinny. I believe, right? I think so, something like that. Yeah. I don't know, maybe bantamweight. I don't know my baseball very well. <clears throat> uh, three months later, while on patrol and by happenstance, Detective Ray Tamargo spotted Lachazo out and about, just out and about. He was charged with theft, but the case was dismissed after he successfully completed a pre-trial diversion program. But prior to that arrest, Lachazo didn't have any other crimes that he had committed. So he was eligible to have his criminal charge dismissed uh, through that diversion program. So I guess first-time offender, you know, I guess you, you, know, you got to give him a, a shot. For sure. All right. So they catch, they catch him. Right. There is a very long interrogation video that that I'll talk about here in a second but after watching that interrogation video and and everything her husband Evie's husband is suing Best Buy, JB Hunt and the delivery service that ended up doing the contract worth work XM delivery service. Here's what's really interesting though and this this has not been in the media at all. There also seems to be a counter lawsuit underway by an insurance company listing all of the same individuals as the lawsuit being brought by Evie's husband. Mm -hmm. But oddly enough, it lists Evie's husband as a defendant, not a plaintiff. Mm. So the only thing I can guess would be that this is a lawsuit by the company that probably bonded or insured either Best Buy, J.B. Hunt, or XM Delivery Services. And they're probably suing to get out of the middle of this so that they aren't the ones holding the bag having to do the payout. Right. They're probably arguing that their insurance and coverage is only valid if the company that is being insured does its due diligence to do, you know, background checks on its employees. There's a strong evidence, though, that that they probably, XM Delivery Services, didn't do a thorough background check on Lachazo.
2: Mm. Who beat this woman up and lit her on fire, right?
1: Yeah. If they had, they would have noticed his numerous driving infractions, including going 80 in a 55 zone, blowing through stop signs and failing to follow traffic signals, not to mention his jail time for theft. Not exactly the kind of character you want in people's homes, you know?
2: Mm. Yeah, it's close. I mean, if doing the type of job that he's doing, you can see them almost letting him get away with it. I mean, there's nothing there that really indicates that he's capable of doing what he's doing. The only one would be
1: I think I mean, the driving that, infractions. Yeah, well, the cuz he's the delivering theft too, right?
2: stuff. You, you would not want someone who's capable of theft being in the home of people uh fixing things for sure.
1: Uh, there's a case to be drawn there, you know, whether or not it would go very far, but I I think, you know, with that uh, I think the thing to be said is in a background check you wouldn't have hired that guy. I th- I think that's what it would would have said is if XM delivery had actually done it the odds are they don't hire that dude. Right.
2: And you're right about saying the driving there too, because he's driving a friggin' vehicle. So yeah. It, yeah.
1: And a big vehicle at that. So Evie is remembered as a loving wife, mother of two boys that both became lawyers and an avid cat lover and book lover. It's a cautionary tale. One that's, you know, kind of hard to process as we have delivery people in our houses all the time. Um, you know, I, I thought, I don't want to leave people hanging here. So you can actually use services like goodhire.com or Angie's List to do background checks on local delivery and repairmen and small businesses and stuff like that. But things get a lot more muddy when you're dealing with a big box store. Ironically, it can be a lot more difficult to know who they're sending to your home.
2: I recommend shoving a jug of milk in their face every time they ask for anything to freak them out. Make them think that you're more of a psychopath than they could ever possibly be.
1: You meet him at the door, and you're just like, Malk? <laughs> Milk? <laughs> They're like, no, whoa, no, I'm here with your couch. You're like, okay, come on in. Malk? Yeah, then you open up
2: the lid, and you start drinking it backwards and just dumping it all over the back of your hair.
1: Oh, come on. Cold
2: in here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you got to piss. There's a paint jug.
1: It's dairy cold in here. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, just to entice you all to, uh, to patreon.com forward slash 1159 media. Why are you still listening? If you're listening at this point, I, this is not my finest work. So I apologize everyone, but I'm going to post bad. the full. Yeah. It bad. really is. It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought it was just me. No. <laughs> So, But I am going to post the full almost two-hour interrogation video on Patreon as well. It's got everything. It's got English, Spanish, questions, sobbing, rolling around on the floor, more sobbing, more Spanish, paperwork being filled out, and a door being opened. It's two hours that you'll never want to get back. It's very, very compelling.
2: (laughs) Come Uh, on over.
1: Yeah. Hey, how about a happy ending? (laughs) Gonna need it. (laughs) Me too. Rarely do I get tired of my own babblings, but I kind of, you know, I I want to break that up with myself a little. I found
2: bit. that part entertaining. <laughs> I
1: okay. mean, it is a heinous
2: crime. Jeez, it's
1: terrible. Like, there's just there's questions I have. Like, but I've already said them. It's like, how long was that guy out of the house in order for him to literally, you know, double crime this lady? basically you know yeah
2: and also the guy you know crying on the phone after what he had just seen it's kind of chilling to know what he had just seen and he can't quite get it out and he's kind of covering for his buddy a little bit too you know he didn't he didn't really entirely spill the beans
1: well and we don't we don't know that guy's background like like the amount of paralysis that he was dealing with could have been multifaceted Mm -hmm. i'm just throwing stuff out there that Maybe this job's all he's got, you know, and he can't right. lose it. And so he doesn't want to be involved, which I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. He, obviously, he was paralyzed to the point that he didn't even put her out because she was still on fire when the police got there.
2: Right. Uh, that's that's where a jug of milk would have come in handy.
1: It would have. It really would have. Oh, Yeah. But she died the next day, too. So that tells you, like, that, that's rough. That's that's some hard way to go. It is. Oh, gosh.
2: We're, we're having trouble getting mad at this. We <laughs> are.
1: We are. I'm going to move on with the question yeah, for please. you. Hey, Luna. Hey, man. Hey, have you ever forged someone's signature? I would have, no.
2: I, I would have attempted it in the past, but I, I write. I mean, the only person's signature I could have, like, forged would be, like, um, Stephen Hawking's. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know? Anybody oh, wow. who writes with their mouth, I, I might be able to get away with that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my writing's it's just horrendous, you know?
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, oh, that's maybe why you balked when I was like, hey, we could sell some really expensive shirts if we sign them. And you're like, no. no. <laughs> Will you just take an X? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, one time in the 90s, I ordered a ton of CDs from Columbia House. Do you remember Columbia House? Was that a thing in yeah, Canada? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. It, it, was like, it was like music, this like crazy music racket where you could get like 10 CDs for a cent, but they mm-hmm. didn't tell you that you were paying a premium shipping fee. Mm-hmm. And signing yourself up for monthly shipments from More Music, which you paid what they called shipping and handling fees. So you were on this thing. You were on this roller coaster, whether you liked it or not, because you wanted that one Goo Goo Dolls CD, you know? Yeah. Well, after I racked up a bill of like $340 or something like that, they contacted me almost every way possible except for sending the mafia to my door. Finally, I sat down and I wrote a letter as if it came from my mother pleading with them to stop harassing about the money I owed. I slash she said that I had died. And every letter was a painful reminder of how much I loved music. (laughs) Also, how much debt I had incurred. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, how much you did you owe? Three, so three hundred forty. Man, you sold your soul, or your mom sold your soul. That's that's good stuff.
1: I got so many CDs, though. You know, the funny thing was, they just kept sending the letters, but then they'd also send the package. It was, it was weird. But after that, after I died, I never got another letter about it. <laughs>
2: oh, man.
1: Oddly enough, and in your neck of the woods, Columbia House actually had its Canadian division file bankruptcy. Uh, probably not just because I didn't pay my bill. Because I died. My guess is that, like statistically, there were a lot of "quote unquote" dead people littering the globe that had sent letters to Columbia House due to non-payment. Oh, yeah, I, I lied.
2: You're talking about that out loud. That is that's great stuff. <clears throat> Can you imagine being the guy who bought all the bunch of stock in Columbia House and ignored Netflix entirely? <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's he's like, CDs aren't going anywhere <laughs> Yeah, he's dead yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh Killed himself uh, Well, the kid in this call is about as deft as I was in my dealing with corporate giants Let's see how he tries to pull a fast one on the 911 dispatcher Is mm. he believable? You be the judge Are you ready for me to hit play on this? I'm ready, yeah man Okay, okay. Here we go it's a cute one. Get ready.
0: Rappo 911, what is the address of your emergency? Um, maybe
3: you can go to my preschool to check out how good it is. Is it okay if I hang up on you?
0: No, don't hang up on me. Are your parents home? Uh, my, my parents are home. Can I talk to your mom or your
3: dad? You can talk to my dad.
0: Okay, get your dad for me. I want to talk to your dad.
3: Okay. Hello, this is Isaiah's dad. Oh, Isaiah, I know it's still you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was good. I love, I love that, kale. <laughs> uh, he didn't even change his voice. No, <laughs> not at all. He tried, but he was bad at it. Just like Jorge Lachazo Le- 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 was bad at killing people. Fun fact to know and share, that was Jorge when he was a kid. right. right, right. Just kidding, it wasn't. No. His criminal record started early. Oh, man, anyway. Kids.
2: Kids. I have a four-year-old who sounds a lot like that. I've been spending quite a bit of time with him lately. I've come to realize that, like, when I I was a kid, um, my parents were divorced, so I would see my dad every other weekend, and all the time was really good quality time. Like, every moment, you know, he was right there with us, playing, like, throwing the football or watching shows with us, interacting with us, playing Scrabble, whatever. So even though we only got two days or four days out of the month, all of it was heavy, heavy time. But because I'm not divorced from my girl, I'm with my kids all the time. A lot of I realize that a lot of that time is just weak. Like it's because like we're around each other all the time. I don't do any really distilled time with them. You yeah. know, I'll try. I'll do the reading before bed and all that. But today I really made a concerted effort to do that with him. I sat down and played with this kinetic sand with him. And we're, I was like, man, I'm not used to playing like this, and I realized how sick I am because what we did was we built a belly like a woman's belly, and then we did we did a C-section.
1: Oh my god! And I pulled,
2: I pulled this little baby
1: out of its
2: stomach. And, wow. then, and then we were done. I had taken some of the sand and scooped up these balls and put all these balls into the belly. And he was like, "Oh, we found cancerous tumors. We need to get these <laughs> cancerous tumors." Up. Oh, and my girl's like, "What are you guys doing?" I'm like, uh, oh, we're playing doctor or something." She's like, "Oh, God!"
1: <laughs> this is like the opposite. Every time he's traumatizing him. Oh my gosh! Hey, not related. What do they call CPS uh, where you live? What, what is, is CPS like?
2: Child Protective Services. Yeah. Um, yeah. FAS, no, that's that's fetal alcohol syndrome. Uh, <laughs> CFS, Child Family Services. So C-F-S. is that what you said already?
1: Oh, it's CAS. You're right, CAS. C-A-S. Yeah. I'm just looking for their phone number really quick. <laughs> it was really... If they come and knock on your door, you just go, milk? <laughs> I just up a milk all over myself. Uh, he's all right. He's all right. We're all right. Oh, well, hugs, everybody. Well, I just did the whole outro and didn't have my mic turned on. Maybe that's a sign from the gods, just like the rest of this episode, that they're just saying, it's over. Just go home. Just stop listening. Turn off the microphone. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. It's so great to be here with you, to be... All the places where we find our wonderful hug dealers, crazy family, amazing communities. And uh, and check out Hoarders Unite if you're an unabashed collector of terrible collections or just have a really dirty house. We want to see it. I want to see it. Also, super excited to announce this. Next week, we will be launching, with his absolute permission, the Dead Bug Says podcast. He has granted us the opportunity to produce and distribute his podcast, Deadbug Says, which is fresh and new. You might know him from YouTube fame or inf- infame? Inf- infamity? We're not sure. Anyway, super excited about that. Thank you, Deadbug. We're excited to be working with you and for all the many things to come in our sordid future together. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, everyone. Bugs.